What's going on, Tom? So, uh, what's your favorite song? Uh, of all time? Ooh. I don't know. I like Sexual Healing by Marvin Gaye. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> uh, okay. No, I'm making you uncomfortable. So, no, no, no. There's nothing specific about that song. It's just that you have a favorite song. And I, I, I have the same problem where I, I struggle to think of what my favorite song is. My theory is that most people don't really know what their favorite song is in that I'm defining the favorite song as the one they would enjoy the most. And a, a lot of what people say is their favorite song doesn't really have to do with how much they'll enjoy it the most. It's like a song that represents their identity or it's a song that they just know really well. It pops Sexual in healing head. is all about my identity. I don't know about that. I, I like that concept, but I don't know if or it's true. Or it's about... <laughs> what you want your identity to be aspirational yes it's probably more aspirational than realistic or it might be their favorite song for a while and then they overplay it but they don't realize how much the bloom has gone off the rose in their head until they go back and listen to other songs oh yeah this one I actually like better so I worked in the the radio business and we call that burn right so when a song comes out you really really like it you play the crap out of it and then you get burnt on it. Like, you just get sick of it. You get to the point where you can't hear it anymore. We actually used to do studies where we'd measure how burnt a song became. And when we, you know, we put it in heavy rotation, and then when it became too burnt, we would back off it. We would put it into a different rotation on the, the radio station. One of the things I did once was uh, I was rating all the songs in my music library on a scale from 1 to 10 over a series of months. So then I would listen to like a 6 and then an 8, but I realized I like the 6 better or yeah. the 7 better than the 8. Yeah, After a while, it's like this whole concept of giving them a, a flat rating, an they, absolute rating, is, is bullshit. Mood. Right, so I had this problem. Like I just went through my music collection over the weekend. Like, like there's so much memory on my phone that I would take songs that I kind of liked and put them in my phone. And now like Jody Watley's coming up and Bobby Brown. Why are these songs coming up on my phone and I would hate it? Yeah, sometimes you think that you are still into those songs, and yet I always am fast-forwarding. But yeah, you forget how much you like the song. When you, when you assign it a number, 1 to 10, you're assuming that this feeling of enjoyment corresponds to this number. So-so songs, you might rate 6, and then a year later you might rate so-so songs as a 7. You might even forget your rating scale. So you forget everything. Basically, everybody forgets everything. And yeah, so in other words, most people are wrong about what their favorite song is, but I have the solution. All right, what is it? People don't think in absolutes. People think relatively. Right. Is this song better than this song? Right. So my idea for a rating system is you don't rate a song in absolutes. You listen to one song, and then you listen to a second song, and as the second song is playing, a pop-up will come up, do you like this song better than the previous song? Yes or no? All right. So you just keep doing that. And then eventually you get to the perfect song, right? Yeah, eventually like pyramid, it like figures a, out. A bracket, like, you know, yeah. like the final four, oh. NCAA. All right, so, so let me name two songs. You tell me which one you like better. Garth Brooks, Friends in Low Places. Michael Jackson, Thriller. I'm not a country fan, but I'd say... Friends in Low Places. All right, all right. So, really? Thriller isn't that great of a song. All right, I like all Smooth right. Criminal. You, I like, you, you uh, want to say that on a recording, right? <laughs> Posterity for all time. When I was a kid, I, I used to love that. I Smooth Criminal. It was just a better song than Thriller. All right, so so now we got Friends in Low Places, and let's pit it up against Back in Black by ACDC. Back in Black. Back in, I'm with you there. I mean, I like both those songs. But... Although ACDC, whenever I hear this song 
dirty deed. I, I think of like this guy with like a like Soldier of Fortune magazine, and he's like the crazy guy. You need to kill somebody. I'll kill somebody. You know, it's not a bad song, but it's like you really want to glorify that guy. All right, like, so so we got Back in Black versus Bad Romance by Lady Gaga. Versus I'm not Lady Gaga. For, you're not uh, like so. So ACDC comes out on top. Yeah. All right. So you look. You act surprised. I well, no, I just well, I wasn't sure. If you listen to one song and then listen to another song, you don't need to have the memory of like listening to a song years ago and giving it a rating. You're right. listening to the song three minutes ago. It might not be a perfect scale. Like, you might say that A is better than B and B is better than C, but then you might later say C is better than A. That's like a logical paradox. But... It's like an Escher drawing with Who music. cares, you know? <laughs> I mean, when you, when you rate songs, you just want a set of songs to play on your iPhone. I, I understand, yeah. It doesn't really matter if there's a paradox. Right. Won't that, like, create a rip in the space-time continuum? Like, won't the universe unravel if we do that? If you're a bad software engineer. Oh, all right. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't want to endanger the universe. You know? And the other thing is, you could put algorithms in it if there is a paradox like that. Okay, let's play C and then play A. Well, wait. Let's and then set, see, let's, if, let's it re- see if it resolves itself out. Like, so, it might be spotting song burn. Right. You could have algorithms that try to figure that out. Over time. Over time, too. This sounds very complicated. Um, so I call it MC squared. Because MC squared brings out the image of Einstein. An MC. It sounds like a nerdy. A radio MC. Guy. I'm with you. Also, you're rating songs relative to other songs. So Einstein was the relativity guy. This is the relativity app or rating system. You're going a long app. way for this here. <laughs> the other thing I like about Einstein is that he's sort of musically neutral. If you picked Garth Brooks as your logo, People who like rap aren't going to use your app. I feel quite confident that if Einstein were alive today, this is the methodology he would use. Plus, if you look at Einstein's hair, yeah, you could interpret it as like stoner hair. Yeah. So like people who like rap or like stoner rock type music. Do you think Einstein did drugs? Do we know? I don't know. I mean, you, you kind of figure you'd have to be to come up with some of those ideas. So Einstein's hair... Yes. You can interpret it as stoner hair. You could interpret it as like headbanging, heavy metal, sticking up. Right. You could interpret it as whatever genre you like. Right. And then the other thing is, it doesn't have to be Einstein. You could use Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. It could be anybody in the field of physics. I don't know who you'd use for country, because you put a cowboy hat on Einstein's head, you don't see the hair. So. See, now there's a joke in there about whether country fans believe in science. I didn't think of that. Well, NASA is heavily southern, because all the rocket facilities and stuff are in the south. There's got to be some cowboy physicist. My childhood best friend, we would play like every day when we were kids. And he, he always wanted to be an astronaut. That was his dream. He worked for NASA for a little while, and then Obama basically mothballed the, the shuttle program. And so he knew he wasn't going to be an astronaut. He now works for SpaceX. And I don't know what he does there, except that like when he has a bad day at work, it makes the front page of the newspaper. You know, you know like something blows up. I have an uncle. He didn't work for NASA, but he worked for like... Boeing or some contractor for NASA. They build the rocket in like a giant airport hangar and then they've got to have this device take move the rocket from the airport hangar to the launch site yeah. and that's what his company was building. It's like millions of dollars so they screwed up and the rocket tipped over. Oops. That's a bad site. day at work. <laughs> Alright, so we got our MC squared okay. music system. 
there's Fahrenheit, there's Celsius, and there should be the MC squared music system. Yeah, it's that, that that's important. Like Pandora's got their system, and then we've got the MC squared system for people who are serious about their music. I think of it as a rating system, not necessarily its own app. Like I would like to have it built into Spotify. So or, you just want everybody to license it. Yeah, license it. There you, you go. You just want to think up the idea and then have you pay me to use it. Let me ask: Could the scale be used for other things? Can I use it for TV shows? Can I do House of Cards versus Cheers? Shows don't have the repeatability that music does. You're burned after one watch. Right. So the rating doesn't really matter. Uh, There's yeah. no need to rate them. I did think about, would it work for jokes? They don't really have this. There should be an app for this. This, this is probably a second idea. Yeah. Like a meme or one-liner app that just shows one after the other, after the other, after the other, and you just sort of swipe left or right depending on which joke you like better. Yeah. Jokes don't have quite the repeatability of music, but they do have some repeatability. Why did the seagull fly over the sea? Because if it flew over the bay, it'd be a bagel! <laughs> <laughs> did you hear about the mime who went shopping? He bought unmentionables! <laughs> which joke? I would say the seagull. <laughs> that is my favorite joke. In, in my mind, that is the sexual healing of jokes. I, I'm actually horrible at remembering. Like Those are called street jokes. You didn't write those jokes, right? Those are ones you heard somewhere. I, yeah, Maybe. no, I didn't. I, I don't know where I heard them. Those are the only two jokes I can remember. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I have a hard time remembering street jokes. Really? So if somebody would ask me a street joke, I have the, this is a Jackie Martling joke, and uh, it, this opening line is, Two gay guys are having sex in the shower. And then normally people just, no, no, stop, stop, stop. So then I don't have to tell the joke. What's the rest of the joke? Uh, so it's two awesome. gay guys are having sex in the shower. Uh, the, of course they are. The phone rings. They'll <laughs> run for Senate one day, and they're going to pull out this recording as part of the opposition research. Okay. And you're going to cost me the campaign. So the guy going to get, to get the phone, he says, whatever you do, don't come while I'm gone. So he comes back. And there's cum all over the walls, all over the shower curtain. He's all pissed off. He says, I thought I told you not to come while I'm gone. And the guy says, I didn't come. I farted. So, yeah, that's the joke. I, I guess you had to be there. <laughs> I think once or twice ever was I not stopped. I guess people are more open nowadays. They might be willing to hear the end of the joke. And it's not homophobic. It's just scatological. Sure. Uh, all right, so we got our MC squared system. I gotta put that down, otherwise I'll play with it. Yeah, I understand. I have that problem too. Uh, that being the pen. <laughs> when I get this green, honey, sexual heat. 